Welcome to Navigating the Modern World, a place to gain skills or new ways of thinking, coping, or approaching the areas of life that you may feel stuck, stagnant, fearful, or challenged. Hello and welcome to episode 50 of Navigating the Modern World. We are officially halfway through our life. (laughs) Just kidding, because I'm not going to probably stop at 100. Um, But I wanted to say, yay, 50, I feel like that's a big, a big, big, like landmark for me doing this podcast this podcast has been a joy it has um been such a soul project so thank you for being here my name is kimberly johnson i am your host i am a mindset shifter a peace warrior and a sex advocate I do life coaching and sex coaching in the Denver, Colorado area. And if you have any interest in learning more about my work, you can go to KimberlyCoaching.com. So today I'm super stoked because I am talking about meditation and mindfulness. And I'm not just talking about meditation and mindfulness. I'm talking about the truth about meditation and mindfulness. And I want to start with a story. So when I was in my early 20s and my late teens, I was severely depressed. I had been through a series of events that led me to kind of this place of not really understanding the point about life. And it was stuff going on in my family unit, um, very traumatic stuff. And then it was also stuff going on in my personal, like in my own experience of life. I had just had my first breakup and then that was in my late teens and then I met my future husband and a series of events happened there and so I I just was in this place of honestly not really understanding the point of life and feeling very apathetic, feeling very much like I didn't care and I didn't like anybody including my husband at times I was pretty much just felt like it was the end for me and through a series of really beautiful kind of spirit guided moments I began to be introduced to mindfulness I had a woman who I really admired she told me to find my feet and she told me that if I studied mindfulness and meditation and I could in any moment know where my feet were that I could find peace and happiness and I began to explore this and at the time this was like in 2007 and at the time mindfulness and meditation wasn't really a popular thing so I began to do my own practices, but I also began to research. And through researching and actually experimenting with my own life, I really, really began to see massive shifts in my day-to-day experience of living. So many shifts that I actually, since probably 2010, I haven't experienced any sort of deep depression since then 
Um, I still have moments where I question life, where I feel unsure about what we're doing here, but I actually have come to the realization and the perspective that that is normal and that that is just a part of being human. It's a part of the unknown and the beauty of no one actually really knowing A, what we're doing here and B, what comes after this life and maybe what even came before it. And even though we might have intuitive feelings or there's a part of me that feels like I know something or like I I feel intuitively like something might be true, there's still this huge element of not knowing because we will never actually know, I think, in the way that in this lifetime we try to know, which is like fact-based, which is like um, experiential-based. Like if we experience it, then we can believe it. And it takes something you know i think that in the christian religion faith is such a beautiful concept and it's also such a vital concept if you're going to actually believe in something that's greater than you or something that's unknown that can't be proven in this lifetime so so after beginning to study mindfulness and meditation i really had this like heart experience that this is what i'm supposed to be spreading in the world and so I do life coaching and a lot of my a lot of my practices and tools that I offer clients are mindfulness based so I wanted to first start by sharing what I believe a definition of mindfulness is that encompasses the actual wholeness of mindfulness versus this like it's a religious based thing or it's like sitting on a pillow with your legs crossed Um, I want to totally like debunk that belief and I want to begin telling the truth about what meditation actually is so I just love this definition this definition comes from the change forum and it says We define mindfulness as opening up fully to what happens inside you, mental, emotional, and physical, and relating that to what's going on outside you, including the impact of your inner states on any external happenings. And then it goes on to say, it's being expansively present and attentive to what is happening in the moment and being able to distinguish between reality and the thoughts and feelings we project onto it. And I just love this definition so much. Um, It's so powerful. There are so many aspects that we could break apart and that I could go on and on and on about because it's so amazing. And it brings up the first thing that I really want to kind of dismantle one of the illusions of meditation, which is that meditation looks a certain way. And what I want to offer is that mindfulness and meditation, yes, there is an aspect of, like, there's one aspect and one way of meditating that looks like you sitting on a pillow, closing your eyes, elongating your spine, focusing on your breath or your body sensations like sure that that is all true and that exists and also what i want to offer to everyone is that mindfulness and meditation is actually a way of being it is a way of showing up in life it is a way of bringing awareness to everything everything going on inside of you whether that's thoughts emotions um, sensations feelings 
and everything that's going on outside of you sounds that are going on outside of you events and situations that are going on outside of you and it's actually about connecting the two so mindfulness and meditation is a way of being in the world it's not a very specific thing that you can do um that is like you can do it right or you can do it wrong and that's the second thing i would like to break down and dismantle for people is whenever I meet someone and I begin to talk about that I teach meditation, almost always, unless the person already has a meditation practice of some sort or has studied mindfulness or meditation, almost always this is the very first thing people say to me. I just can't meditate. I've tried. I can't. Like, I can't get my mind to stop. I can't get my thoughts to stop. Every time I try, it's, like, so frustrating. I just, like, I, I, it's impossible for me to meditate. And it's interesting because I just look at them and I receive what they say. And I validate what they say. And then I very, very clearly state that is not at all what meditation actually is. Somewhere during the mindfulness revolution that is happening or has happened people have bought into the lie that we're supposed to meditate so that we can stop our thoughts and i'm just going to say that it's impossible to stop your thoughts impossible that's not the point of meditation it's impossible so if you're going at something with the perspective and the perspective is literally impossible of course you're going to give up Of course you're going to feel like you can't do it because it's impossible. So the point of meditation and mindfulness is not to stop your thoughts. It is to bring awareness to yourself and to your outer world. So when you sit, so let's let's talk about a sitting meditation practice. When you sit, the point is not that one day all of your thoughts are going to be gone. Until the day you die, you probably will have 10,000 thoughts that run through your brain a day. That's the statistic right now is about 10,000 thoughts a day run through your mind, and that will probably happen until the day you die. So the point of mindfulness and meditation is to become aware of your thoughts. To notice what you're actually thinking at any given moment. Because the thing with thoughts is that we have 10,000 of them, and most of them, the majority of them, are one, not true, and are two, irrelevant. But we believe them. We believe our thoughts because we aren't aware of them. So we're just living on autopilot. When we're living on autopilot, a thought arises like, I'm not good enough, or I'm not going to get this job, or why would I even try? or I'm ugly, right? These thoughts come up and then we just believe them and we allow those thoughts to affect every single other area of our life. If a thought arises that you're ugly and you aren't even aware of the thought coming up, you aren't even aware that that thought is running your life, then you you show up in the world a certain way. Maybe you you dress a certain way. Maybe you hide yourself in your clothes. Maybe you don't make eye contact with people. Maybe you're really shy because you don't want to talk to anybody because then they will see that you're ugly, right? It's like you operate in the world a certain way. If you have that thought and then you believe it and you're not aware of it and you're not questioning it. And what mindfulness does or meditation does is it allows you to see the thoughts that 
arise often in your brain. And it allows you to begin to question or begin to inquiry about the thoughts that are arising. And just get curious about them. It allows you to see what's running the show. Most people are just living their life and they don't even realize that these negative thought patterns run the show. But then they wonder why their life doesn't seem fulfilling and they wonder why they don't like themselves and they wonder why they continue the same patterns over and over and over again. And it's simply because there just hasn't been awareness to what's going on inside the mind. So number one was mindfulness and meditation are a mindset. They're a way to show up to life. Number two is that you can't do it wrong. You can't do it wrong. Any form of awareness is meditation and mindfulness. And you literally can't do it wrong. There's no right or wrong way to do it. There are more ideal ways that can help you access things quicker. But there is no right or wrong way. You can't do it wrong. And the third is, is that meditation and mindfulness is every single thing you do. Every single thing you do. So you are either doing things mindfully or you're not. And so what this looks like is, let's say that you are cooking a meal for your family. And you're cooking the meal for your family and as you're cooking, you're thinking about all the things you hate about your job and all the things that went wrong wrong today. So energetically, you start getting worked up. You start feeling anxiety again. You start feeling super frustrated. You start thinking about how much you want to quit your job. And you're you're like slicing tomatoes and you're, you're baking whatever you're baking in the oven. And all of a sudden, as you're slicing the tomato, you slice your finger. And the reason stuff like this occurs is because we simply aren't practicing mindfulness. So mindfulness, you know, the third real truth about mindfulness is mindfulness is just simply being present to whatever is right now. So if you're cutting the vegetable, cut the vegetable. If you're driving your car, drive your car. I can't tell you how terrifying it is to be a person that drives quite often you know I drive quite often um, and to look beside me almost every single time I drive and people are texting or on their phone not being present at all at all to what they're actually doing but living in some other place so they're like driving but they're like fantasizing about Facebook or they're like looking through their Instagram as they're driving right or they're like texting their friend they're actually not doing what they're doing they're somewhere else same thing with our families right you can if you're with somebody let's say you're with your child or you're with your partner being with them means actually listening to them being connected to them being aware of what they're saying and what they're wearing and being aware of their facial expressions and being aware of what is actually happening in the present moment when a lot of times when we're with people we're thinking about other things maybe we're even just thinking about like the near future of like what I'm going to say next what am I going to say next what am I going to say next that sounds cool what am I going to say next that's helping this person instead of just actually listening and being present with what's happening 
right in front of you. A lot of times, a lot of the challenge in our life can be taken away if we simply are present. Really present. And presence is simply finding this moment. So a lot of times we know if we have gone to la la land or we know if we have gone down the rabbit hole we know we're smart we understand we start feeling anxious we start feeling anxiety um we start you know daydreaming and in those moments when you're daydreaming or you're you've gone down the rabbit hole you can actually bring yourself back to the present moment and one of the best ways to do it is to connect to your body so it's like moving from the neck up so a lot of us live from like the neck up we just are like in our heads all the time we're like trying to make everything perfect in our brains or we're 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 like reanalyzing something that happened yesterday or we're like dreaming about some future that isn't here or whatever it is right most of us live from the neck up and or or another image that uh, somebody has told me that I love is like navel gazing. We're like staring at our navel, walking around life. So stare at your navel, navel. So stare at your belly button, and then imagine living your life like this, like staring at your navel, staring at your belly button, thinking all about yourself and all about your life and what's going to happen next and what happened yesterday and la 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 la. All the while, stuff is happening in front of you. People are interacting with you and really magical things are actually happening. You're walking down the street and there's beautiful scenery or trees or you go into a cafe and you have the opportunity to have a really interactive, connective um, moment. But instead you're navel gazing like, oh, all the stuff I've got to do and da, da, da. And we're never actually present. So we don't actually experience the fruitfulness of this life because we're always in the past or always thinking about the future. We're never actually here now. And one of the most beautiful images that I've had um, told to me about this navel gazing and about this living from the neck up is that when you're living from the neck up or you're navel gazing or you're like, you know, worrying about the past, what you did or what was said, or you're, you're terrified or worrying about the future, what will happen, there is actually a ghost running your life. There is no actual human being running your current life. It's a ghost while you're over and some other land and there's nobody running your life in this present moment and then we wonder why we get in car accidents we wonder why our relationships fail we wonder why we feel awful because we're not actually in our life we're in some fantasy of a life which is like the past of something that happened or the future that hasn't even happened and isn't even real and the past isn't real either but in our real life nobody is home it's like knocking no one's home because we're so obsessed with what happened or what's going to happen and we're not present to the beauty in that in everything that lives right now here and now and so the best way when you notice yourself being nowhere close to present is to check in with the body and you can find your breath in the body so you can begin to like deepen your breath and get really connected to the rise and fall of the belly or the feeling in the nostrils as you inhale and exhale, right? Or you can find a sensation in the body. 
Maybe you have something in the pit of your stomach. And so you just bring your awareness to it. You don't have to label it. So if you're having a feeling in your stomach, you don't have to say, oh, I have anxiety. And I have anxiety because of this. Because then it just starts rum- like rambling on and then you're not in the present anymore. You simply notice the sensation. You don't have to label it. You don't have to judge it. You don't have to do anything with the sensations in the body. You don't have to do anything with your thoughts. The point isn't to stop your thoughts or to even change them. There's nothing needs to be changed. There's nothing wrong with you. Nothing needs to be fixed. The only thing the universe asks of us, the only thing that God asks of us is for us to be present to what is. Just present. To notice. To notice what is reality versus illusion that we create in our minds. And that's why we meditate. That's why we practice mindfulness. So that we can become aware of what's reality. 99% of our thoughts are not reality. They're based in the past. They're based in the future. They're based in fear. They're based in illusion. They're not based in reality. Because if they were based in reality, right now my reality would be I'm sitting at a glass table. I'm making this podcast. I'm wearing jeans and a black sweater. I can hear the street outside. The lighting is coming in through the window. It's about midday. That's the reality. Everything else is my brain making up things about the reality. And there's like a lot coming up, right? Like I could tell you all of the illusions going on in my head. One is like, am I rambling? Does this make sense? Are people going to get anything out of this podcast? Another one is, whoa, the lighting is so gorgeous. I love it. It's like so beautiful shining into my kitchen. Another one is, wow, I have clothes kind of laying everywhere. My house is a mess. I should clean up my house, right? If I were to look at reality, which is like there's a shoe on the floor here. There's a shirt on my couch here. Um the light shining in here like that's the reality but our brain wants to make all the meaning about reality which is that i need to clean the sunshine is gorgeous um i hope that i'm doing this podcast justice like there's a bunch of meaning and that's why i sit in meditation and that's why i practice mindfulness so that i can be aware of reality and also what i'm making up about reality We always make up stories about reality. Our reality and our story of reality are always different. And we will, until the day we die, make up stories about reality. And that's because it's the brain's job. The brain's job is to experience stimulus. So something happens in our outer world or in our inner world. Right? So something happens. We um, run into a friend on the street. We are sitting in bed and our first thought is, I don't want to wake up. I don't want to go to work, right? Something's happening on the inside or something's happening on the outside. And then the brain's job is to make up a story about it. So if you run into your friend on the street, the story might be, everything in my life is aligned. I knew I was supposed to walk down this street and look what happened. I ran into this person I knew and and I have friends and I feel connected. There's nothing wrong with the story. It's just the story. The reality is you were walking down a certain street, you ran into somebody, you, you had a few words and then you parted. Reality. The meaning is whatever. Okay, same thing with 
um, the one in the brain. So let's say that you're laying in bed and you have like the first thought you when you wake up is, oh, I'm so tired. I don't want to go to work, right? So you have this thought and then your brain begins to make meaning of the thought. And the meaning could be, yeah, that's right. You only got five hours of sleep. Or, yeah, that's right. Your boss really, he's an a-hole and it's really hard to work for him, right? So you have a thought and then your brain tries to make meaning of it. It tries to like validate what you experienced. So the brain's job is to take stimulus that happens and then make it mean something. Because if it means something, if you understand what's going on, whether it's in the inner world or the outer world, then you are safe. Because you understand what's happening and there's no question to what's happening. And so you know what's happening. No, being the key word, you know what's happening and you're safe. There's no threat. It's all good. And we love to feel safe. We're obsessed with feeling safe. And there's nothing wrong with it except for that it's 99% an illusion. Because you're going to either choose to get up when you say you're going to get up or you're not. And you're going to either keep the job that might give you the feeling like in life that you want to feel or doesn't give you the feeling in life you want to feel. And you'll either stay with the job or you'll quit. You'll, You'll arrive when you arrive. You'll walk down the street, you walk down, and you'll meet who you meet. And our brain loves to make meaning so that we understand everything. And I am not saying that there aren't greater forces at work and that and that life isn't magical and amazing. And I'm describing exactly what the brain's job is. The logistical part of the brain. You are a machine. Your brain is a machine and it's a meaning-making machine. And it will make meaning until the day you die. And so mindfulness is really understanding reality and then the meaning you make of reality and the meaning you make is actually what gives you the experience of life you want so stimulus will happen so for me like a stimulus that happened is I got a divorce and I could think either way I could make the meaning my life is over this sucks men suck I'm never going to be in a relationship again or I could make the meaning which is the meaning that I did make of What can I learn from this? How can I become a better person because of this? What am I, like, what did that relationship teach me that I don't want to bring into other relationships? How can I love people more? How can I be more honest? And you can see that both the meanings could be true, but they create very different realities for me. If I was thinking my life was over, how would I show up in the world? Versus me asking, like, what can I learn from this? Had me show up in the world completely differently. And that is the point of meditation and mindfulness. And through understanding your brain, through understanding what the, what the brain's actual job is, and to understand and become aware of what is actually going on in your brain and in your body and in the outer world, you become more peaceful because you have choice awareness creates choice if you're living in autopilot and you don't realize the thoughts running the show or the emotion in the body that's running the show for you then you don't have choice you're going to just react and react and react the same way you always have and you're going to be like walking on the rat wheel forever 
And awareness brings something into your life where you can see the full spectrum of what's happening and then you get to choose. Do I want to believe this story or do I want to make up a new story that's meaningful and that matters and that can help me grow and evolve from this situation? You have choice and what you believe. Oh, I'm having the thought I'm a bad person. Do I actually want to believe this? Is this true? You begin to really recognize and see that your brain is just a machine and you don't actually have to believe it. And you get to choose what you believe and you get to choose what you don't believe. And you get to choose how you show up in life because this show this, you know, this thought isn't running the show anymore. You actually are the creator of your life versus just living on this autopilot loop. And it's one of the most powerful things and it's also one of the most challenging things we can do. Because to be able to be like start to be honest about that most of your thoughts aren't true and most of them are irrelevant and a lot of them are disempowering. You have to be willing to see that your life may have been run by something that isn't at all valid or true. Or even it could be your life could be being run by something that's harmful, like a thought that um, that's creating all of these patterns in your life that you didn't even know. So you have to be willing to be very honest. But it's also the most freeing and the most amazing thing that you can ever engage in. To be aware of what's real is so empowering, and it has changed everything in my entire life. And I love meditation and I want people to meditate. And I want to say that there are great, great, great tutorials on how to sit on a mat and find your breath and begin the inquiry into the mind. There are some really great tutorials and there's really great teachers and I love teaching these things. And along with that, mindfulness and meditation is a way to approach life curious always asking yourself okay is this true okay what's actually going on what thoughts am i having that is creating this reality what feelings or emotions am i feeling what in reality is going on outside of myself and what stories am i creating about it it's a process of really being an inquiry versus thinking that we know everything to know everything stifles your life but to open up and be curious And to maybe even think that you don't know anything might be the most transformational thing that you could do. So I want to offer to you guys to really take on maybe just getting curious for the next seven days. Like, if you have any story around meditation that you can't do it right, or that you've been doing it wrong. To really let that go. And to just for seven days, begin to get curious about everything. Begin to get curious about your thoughts. Begin to get curious about how you're feeling. And you can ask yourself this question. Is this true? Is this thought true? Is this feeling true? Is this story that I'm creating about the reality true? And just get curious. And if it's not true, if it's a no, then you could ask yourself, what else could be true? Or what is actually going on in reality that's, that's 
not based in thoughts or not based in emotion, but what's really going on? Did somebody just say something to me? Did somebody raise the, the levels of their voice? And then I'm taking it very personally and I'm being offended and I'm reacting. Like really just beginning to get curious about everything and also about other people. You can ask, I wonder what had that person do that? I wonder what had that person say that? I wonder what's going on with that person to have them show up in the world that way. And you do the same thing with yourself. I wonder what's going on with me that's having me show up this way. I wonder. And then you get curious and you listen. And the truth is about mindfulness and meditation is that it's part of our life journey. Inquiry is part of our life journey. We're all here asking mostly the same questions. What am I doing here? What is my purpose? It's all inquiry based. And my favorite thing that I have a Buddhist teacher and something that he said to me once is he said, you know, this guy was like, so in class, I go to a Buddhist class every Sunday and this guy was talking about depression and how he questions everything about life and how he doesn't really understand the purpose of life and he doesn't understand his purpose and and the Buddhist teacher just looked at him and responded and he said maybe that is the purpose of life is to simply question and inquiry about everything and in that moment I got it I got it that we're just on this we're just on this path of learning and it is through inquiry and it is through questioning that we learn and it is through getting quiet with ourselves and inquiring inside of ourselves that we access the truth that is within us all we all have the truth we all have everything we need within us and when we realize that we can stop searching outside of ourselves and we can stop trying to accumulate things outside of ourselves to feel better or to understand life or to feel like we have a purpose, but to actually just continuously inquiry inside of ourselves, we begin to discover those answers. And we begin to understand that when we have our own truth, when we know our own truth within us, that is true peace of mind. And that is true freedom. And that, in my opinion is the point and the truth about mindfulness and meditation. So if you try anything from this podcast on, please, please, please share with me. If anything resonates or if if anything arises in you that you feel is important or vital or that you want to share, please share it with me. You can share it with me at KimberlyEliseJohnson at gmail.com. You can also find me on my website, KimberlyCoaching.com. And... Just know that you're not alone, that we're all asking the same questions and that we all have a path to getting there. And I love you guys and I'll talk to you next time.